the most powerful force in the universe is compound interest. That's a quote from the one and only Albert Einstein. The dark side of the force can be found in your liabilities. Think credit cards, student loans, car loans, etc. When you're able to invest, however, you can use that force for good. So, of course, that's what we want to do. But the natural question is how? What investment vehicles should we use? And what should we invest in? This episode is Allocation. You are listening to Aspirational Wealth, a podcast to help you to build, grow, and protect your money. Investment and finance are complicated subject matters, but the better you understand them, the better you can put your resources to work in the service of your life's aspirations. Now, here's your host, Dan Mayer. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the fourth episode of Aspirational Wealth. So far, we've discussed the motivation for building your wealth. We've gone through an orientation in which we've learned how to assess where you're at and where you're headed in your financial journey. And we've dived into automation and how to best set yourself up for good financial habits that aren't difficult to keep. Today is the first day in which we will actually be talking about investment. So let's jump right in with the four main elements to keep in mind when it comes to investment allocation. Number one, set clear investment goals and timelines. Know what the money will hopefully do for you as well as when you will be looking to utilize it. You must define your financial objectives and time horizon in order to determine the appropriate asset allocation strategy. As the old saying goes, a goal without a plan is just a wish. The allocation of your resources towards your goals is one of the fundamental components of creating that plan. Whether your objective is to fund your retirement, save for a down payment on a house, or finance your child's education, each goal may require a different investment strategy. By aligning your investments with your specific objectives, you can ensure that your portfolio is tailored to meet your financial goals. Number two, assess and establish your personal risk tolerance. Understand your risk appetite and choose investments that align with your comfort level. I think this is a tricky one because I would argue that a lot of individual investors might not know their risk tolerance or understand markets enough to establish a comfort level that properly reflects their goals and aversions. As investment icon Benjamin Graham put it, successful investing is about managing risk, not avoiding it. Keep in mind that every allocation of your money will have a measure of risk related to it. Cash is subject to inflationary risk. Over time, your purchasing power could erode as the cost of living increases. Stocks are subject to investment and market risk, legislative risk, sector and geographical risk. These are generally longer term growth investments that can take substantial hits during recessionary or corrective periods in the market cycle. Bonds involve credit risk as well as interest rate risk. While they are generally regarded as a safer or more conservative investment than stocks, they are contingent on the creditworthiness and repayment ability of the borrowing party from whom you purchase the bonds. Additionally, real estate, commodities, and other alternative investment types all have their own associated risks. The better you understand the risks involved with all of your allocations and accounts, the better you will be able to follow your long-term plan through periods of volatility. Warren Buffett once said, the most important quality for an investor is temperament, not intellect. 
Once you've established your risk tolerance and time horizon, make sure you have a sense of what that investment ride might look like so that you can act rationally instead of emotionally during periods of substantial gains or losses. Keep a stoic temperament and try not to capitulate to fear or exuberance. And that brings us to number three, diversify. When it comes to investing, it's important to understand the spectrum of potential outcomes. Investing in a few high conviction positions can lead to a wide range of results. On one hand, the best case scenario can be incredibly lucrative. But on the other hand, the worst case scenario can be devastating. If 20 years ago you put all of your investable money into Amazon stock, today you had seen a tremendous increase in your wealth. However, if you'd have put it in Enron stock, you'd be broke. Diversification plays a crucial role in narrowing this gap of outcomes. By spreading your investments across different asset classes and sectors, you can mitigate the risk associated with individual positions. This means that even if some of your investments underperform, others may outperform, creating a more balanced range of outcomes. Many investors tend to overestimate their ability to consistently pick winning stocks. In reality, there is rarely an information advantage that would make stock picking consistently advantageous in an efficient market. This overconfidence can lead to unnecessary risk and suboptimal returns. That's where diversified, low-cost index funds and a more passive approach to investing come into play. These funds provide exposure to a broad range of stocks or bonds, allowing you to participate in the overall market performance. They also come with lower fees compared to actively managed funds, which can eat into your returns over time. By adopting a more passive approach and investing in diverse index funds, you can benefit from the long-term growth of the market while minimizing unnecessary risk. This strategy aligns with the principles of sound investing and can help you to achieve your financial goals with peace of mind. Pardon the interruption, but we have an obligatory disclosure. Even though I'm a financial advisor, this show is not financial advice because I don't know you. I don't know your circumstance, your objectives, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, your tax liability, your estate planning dynamic, and what makes you tick. In the absence of all that, this show is instead an educational podcast on general best practices in personal finance and investment. Before you do anything actionable, consider strongly if it is a suitable decision for you. Now back to the show. So you're committed to a diversified investment portfolio that reflects your risk tolerance and is built to serve your specific goals and time horizons. You can then invest. And that brings us to the fourth key to allocation, and that is to regularly review and rebalance your portfolio. Monitor your portfolio periodically and make adjustments to maintain the desired asset allocation. Remember that your portfolio will perform asymmetrically and therefore your allocations over time will become skewed. Keep in mind also, as your time horizon to utilizing invested assets becomes shorter and shorter, it's probably a good idea to slowly change your ratios to reflect that. You now have the four keys to investment allocation, which you might be disappointed by the fact that I've been speaking exclusively in generalities, right? It's almost as if I've given you a recipe for a casserole and told you to make sure to be mindful not to overcook it and to be certain to use the correct amount of cheese but I never said what temperature to set the oven to or gave you the recipe ratios. Unfortunately, 
That's because when it comes to investing, each of us is making our own unique casserole. There is no one size fits all approach. Each individual has different financial objectives, liquidity needs, overarching life circumstances, etc., etc. That being the case, it is you who are tasked with distilling your goals and time horizons into a suitable investment allocation recipe. That's no easy task, but there are a few ways in which you can go about it. One option is to utilize a robo-advisor. Fidelity, Schwab, Wealthfront, SoFi, and a number of other platforms offer a robo-investment advisor that does a pretty decent job if you have a fairly straightforward financial picture. The robo will run you through a questionnaire and based on your answers will populate a suitable portfolio for you. Another option is to work with a trained fiduciary financial advisor, such as myself. If you're interested in exploring this option, you can go to my website, which is yourplanwithdan.com and click the big button that says work with Dan. That website again is yourplanwithdan.com. Once you click that work with Dan, this will bring you to my calendar where you can select a convenient date and time to have a video chat. And I will look forward to our conversation then. If you do decide to go this route, make sure you volunteer as much information as you possibly can regarding your financial aspirations and fears. I'd say that the two most important advantages to working with a professional is the ability to add nuance to your overarching plan, as well as to provide a measure of accountability and adaptation as circumstances change in your life. The third option is to select your investment allocation yourself. Now, I'm guessing that you're a professional in a field outside of investment and markets, and so my principal caution to you, should you endeavor down this path, is to put the adequate time in to learn about best investment practices and tax, and to not overestimate your knowledge in the field. There's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect in human beings. This is our natural tendency to be more confident in what we know, the less we know about something. For example, someone who's never played or coached football in their lives convincing themselves that they could be a good play caller for their favorite NFL team. Or someone who's never taken a Biology 101 course, fully confident that they understand the efficacy of RNA vaccines to combat COVID. This tendency is quite prevalent amongst retail investors, and if put into practice, this overconfidence can be quite dangerous. So, you'll need to do your homework. Learn about investment methodology and risk, diversify, and be long-term minded. A few good reads that I'd recommend are The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, A Walk Down Wall Street by Burton Malkiel, The Only Investment Guide You'll Ever Need by Andrew Tobias, and The Little Book of Valuation by Aswath Damodaran. This certainly isn't an all-encompassing or comprehensive list, but it will give you a good baseline education into markets, stocks, bonds, and what the investment ride will potentially look like for you. Also, keep in mind that a lot of resources about making money are pure snake oil. Make sure sources that you utilize are reputable. All right, that wraps up our show for today. Our next episode will be on Stoicism and the Investment Ride and will be titled Navigation. Have a great week and tune in next time. Advisory services offered through Triumph Capital Management, a registered investment advisor.